have you ever seen those color-coded fridges on Instagram or Pinterest or the other and just swooned over how beautiful they look? Of course, we probably all have, but the second that our eyes aren't taking over due to the aesthetics of it all, I think the logical side of our brain usually steps in to actually see all the reasons that that just doesn't make sense to us as everyday moms. Because what we crave in those fridges may have something to do with the foods, but I believe that so much more, it often is the sense of order that we as moms are really after. We want to open our fridge and instead of feeling the underwhelm or the overwhelm of staring at the same foods every week, we want to feel that sense of inspiration that's going to get us to pack lunches day after day after day, all school year long. And that's why in this week's back to school reset refrigerator edition, I really want you to consider the areas that your family needs for back to school and how much autonomy you might want to account for when you're resetting your fridge. Then after you've cleaned out your fridge and you're getting ready to fill it back up, I'm going to talk through what categories you want to have when it comes to organizing your fridge. I share with you in this episode, the four F's for organizing the fridge so that any clear acrylic container you may choose to put in your fridge actually functions to help clear mental clutter. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the veggies and virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Hopefully by now you have caught last week's episode where I first kicked off this back to school reset series talking about how we could reset our pantries so it's as functional as possible for back to school. This week we're going to dive into the refrigerator. I think the refrigerator is so often just such a functional place that we fill it up and we often pack it. And yet we haven't really reduced our own workload and how we put things in there. And so in this week's episode, I want to help you understand how you can do the same thing you're already doing smarter. This is not going to be an episode that's telling you to go get a bunch of new bougie foods for back to school or things like that. Instead, I want to give you the tools that you understand with what you're already buying, how can you organize it better? So as you unload your groceries, it's serving more purpose than just putting the groceries away and getting them in a refrigerated space. Instead, it's helping reduce that mental clutter and helping minimize that mental fatigue that hits all of us as moms when it comes to, what am I packing for lunch? What do I got to tuck in for snack? What are we having after school when they come home hangry? How are we handling dinner and who's in charge of coming up with it and cooking it? And all those decisions that come in the hustle and bustle of back to school. So depending on when you're listening and if you're catching this live or before the long weekend, and maybe you do have a little bit added capacity over Labor Day weekend, I definitely want to encourage you to go back to last week's episode 
and tune into how you might be able to reset your pantry to function better for your family. But also take this time to do the hard work for the fridge because it is going to save you so much hard work and headaches in the months to come if you set yourself up for success this way. I shared a video on Instagram about how I was cleaning out my fridge as soon as I got home from vacation. And I got kind of both sides of the argument on people being like, that sounds horrible. That's the last thing I want to do when I come home from vacation. And other people who, like me, understand it is so refreshing when you already have an empty fridge before you've refilled it with new groceries and fresh foods and things like that to just wipe it clean and have that fresh slate. So I'll link that story in case you're interested in you know reading through the comments and seeing my suggestions in general. But I think whether you're going away for the long weekend and coming home and needing to refill the fridge, or you're just at home and have a little added capacity, the kids are content playing, and you can take that time to clear everything out of the fridge, give it a good deep clean, because God knows we all probably need to wipe down our fridge more often than we are, and then start with it as a fresh slate. Because if you have ever organized a closet or followed kind of the Marie Kondo method and things like that, That's not where I'm going with this episode, but you know that oftentimes when it comes to organizing, the recommendation is to remove everything first rather than just kind of take some things out and leave a lot left because it's harder to go through it and it's harder to set it up in a way that's going to serve you well moving forward when so many items just kind of never get touched, never get tackled. I never really get taken to, is this where it needs to be? Is this something that's serving me well? Is this something that is functioning for our family? So in the context of today's episode, I want you to think of this back to school reset within the refrigerator as first and foremost being that deep clean where you're removing everything. And then the following four steps that I'm going to walk you through will be really straightforward and are going to just transform the way you use your fridge thereafter. So before we jump into the four things that I think are helpful to consider when it comes to categorizing the areas of the fridge, I first want you to think about two things. And that's gonna be, what areas do you know you need? And second, how much autonomy are you going to need to account for? I'll say that again. What areas do you know you're going to need? And second, how much autonomy do you need to account for? Because depending on the ages and stages of your kids, they may be getting their own breakfast in the morning, packing their own lunches, coming home and getting their own after school snack. They might be involved in that. But if you have little littles and you're still very much in that process of packing the lunches yourself or, you know, predominantly yourself, even if they're quote unquote helping you, you know, you might still be having a lot more oversight on those areas. And so it doesn't necessarily need to be set up in a way that a kid can understand. And that's maybe a little bit more just obvious or intuitive for someone else to use because you're the one who's predominantly using it and not to equate other caregivers or other parents to children, but the same is true if say maybe a grandparent or a spouse or someone else might be helping in those areas, you wanna think about who else needs autonomy when it comes to feeding your kids. Because if you're the one to refill the fridge and to do the grocery shopping and to kind of 
put everything back for the week. But even if it's not your kid, but it's someone other than you who is going to be utilizing those foods to pack the lunches, make the breakfast, offer the snacks, you want it to be obvious and intuitive to them, even if their comprehension level is an adult versus that of a child. So really want you to consider what areas you know that you will need, and second, how much autonomy do you need to account for? So once you first kind of considered that, then categorizing the different compartments of your fridge will become a little bit easier because we're going to look at what I call four F's when it comes to reorganizing the fridge. And those are, we can categorize based off the food group, kind of very simple. This is often what the labels on the fridge already indicate, you know, the meat and cheese drawer, the produce drawer. It might have somewhere where it's specific for an egg section or a milk section, or, you know, there's just kind of things that are automatically assumed within the fridge, but that is not where you have to store those items. Those are just the suggestions by the fridge manufacturer. So you could categorize by those food groups. You also might be considering categorizing by frequency. How often are you reaching for and using these foods? If it's the random marinade that you use once in a blue moon, and if it gets hidden in the back of the fridge and you don't even notice, you don't need it in a spot that's front and center and easily accessible. However, if it's the milk, the butter, the foods that the kids are constantly filling their lunch boxes with, obviously the frequency is much higher and you're going to need much better access to those items. The third F I want you to think about when it comes to categorizing is function. What is the function of this space? Because this would be where one of the ones I had done with a client was like a breakfast area, a breakfast area of the fridge. Because while even though bacon and breakfast sausage and cinnamon rolls and biscuits didn't fall into the same food group and they were used at different times on different days, the function was the same. These are items that we're using for breakfast. I can take out this breakfast one. It has the maple syrup in it. It has the jam that they like to put on their toast in the morning. It has those items. I often will do this with like the PB&J bin. I'm like, I want to put them all in the same area. So when I'm making sandwiches, I can take out all those things at once and I'm not having to go back. If your children do eat, let's say a ham and cheese sandwich with, I'm just making this up here, but you know, lettuce and mayonnaise every single day in their lunchbox, you might have an area of the fridge that functions to have the ham, the cheese, the lettuce, and the mayo in that bin. So every time you're packing lunches, you can just go to that area and get all of it at once rather than opening the fridge four separate times or opening the fridge and reaching four separate places because maybe you had categorized it by the autopilot food groups that the fridge assumed was where you should be putting those items. So the third thing I want you to think about is what is the function of that food for your family? How is it being used and offered in your home? And where is there a more efficient way that you might be able to categorize it so it creates some efficiencies? And for moms, this really means eases some of that mental fatigue we feel that we don't even account for in motherhood of thinking through, gotta get this, this, and this, and this. Because all of a sudden, if we have a function of this is the lunch packing bin for sandwiches. When it comes to grocery shopping, we don't have to look for different places now. We just have to look there and see what ingredients are we low on or do we need to refill this week? Because I can look specific to this bin 
and it autopilots my grocery list, my meal planning, my thinking early in the morning before the coffee is kicked in of what I need for making my kids sandwiches. The fourth and final F I want you to think about is food safety. This is one that often comes up as I show images of my fridge because this is a little bit, it's not a personal choice. There is food safety consideration that all of us need to think through. However, in my own personal mom life, real life experience, sometimes you have to ebb and flow the food safety considerations with what is most functional for your family. And really what I mean by this is in general, when you're looking at food safety, we want to obviously keep items that are raw separate from items that would be eaten fresh and things like that. But additionally, when you look at kind of the anatomy of a fridge in general, we want to be having the items that have any sort of a food safety risk, say like raw meats, things like that. They're usually stored on the lowest shelf of the fridge so that if they do drip or if there is anything that leaks from them, they're not dripping down onto all the contents of your fridge. That said, you're likely not having a food inspection done on your fridge to see if you are adhering to proper food safety standards. Of course, we all don't want to face any sort of food safety issues, but the reason I say kind of this not dietitian, food handlers, permit, perspective, but instead real life mom is for me and with my kids, that lowest shelf is the one that is the most accessible for others like my kids who may be needing to reach in. And so if you're familiar with all the images I've shared of my fridge over the years, that bottom drawer is the most accessible. That's the kid-friendly snack drawer is what we've converted it to. But then that lowest area of the fridge is usually where I put the things that the kids may need to have access to more than the things on the top shelves. So does that mean that I just forget about food safety? Of course not. It just means that I need to think through it differently and maybe conceal those in a more um, concealed container or put it in a bin so that raw items, if they do drip, they are caught in that bin or in that container instead of dripping down and things like that. So I do think it's important to consider that as you're categorizing categorizing the different areas of your fridge, but I wouldn't have that be the main driving thing because I think that there's other ways that we can um, be conscientious and considerate of food safety concerns without kind of dictating the entire layout of our fridge around that consideration. So that said, to recap what the four things I think you should think about are, in terms of categorizing the food in the fridge for back to school is does it make the most sense to categorize by food group, by frequency, by function, or by food safety? So what does this look like in action? When we're looking at what areas do we need to account for and what kind of autonomy do we need to consider, then we can begin to see I need, as I mentioned, a kid-friendly snack drawer, an area of the fridge that allows autonomy. Within that place, that's kind of the area. I'm not gonna get into all the areas of the fridge just for the constraint of time that we have, but for today specifically, I want you to think about what area can you allocate specifically towards setting yourself up for back to school? Are you needing quick grab and grow breakfasts in the morning? Are you packing lunch for your child each day? What is your after school snack situation look like? Are your children bringing perishable snack foods to school. Those are some of the things that you need to be thinking through so you can ask yourself, how much of my fridge do I need to 
allocate as an area that's really intended to serve for back to school. Because if your child eats all their meals and snacks at school or at preschool or at daycare, well, the areas of your fridge really should be directed and dictated more towards probably dinner time and the other meals that as a family you're eating at home. Or it might be those meals that you and your husband are needing to prep so you have meals during the day because your kids' meals are already taken care of. But because this episode is specifically for a back-to-school reset, I want you to ask yourself, what areas do you need? And then begin allocating those areas so that as you put groceries away, you're putting groceries away into the area that they're going to be of most use to you. And this could be creating order and organization in an area by categorizing it in food groups. I just finished up with a client's kitchen reset and we put drawer dividers in and were able to categorize an area of her fridge, one of the pull-out drawers, so that it was by food group. So her kids could see, pick something from here, something from here, something from here, something from here as they were filling their lunch boxes. And that was the most functional way for them to set it up. As I mentioned though, other clients have found it more functional to dictate that an area has a bin that they can easily pull out all the different breakfast items. Another client didn't have kind of the the long French door style drawer that I have, if you're familiar with my fridge, for something like a kid-friendly snack drawer, but she knew that she needed an area for her kids to be able to access snacks. So because she had a side-by-side and it was what worked with her fridge layout, she realized, I need that area, I need that autonomy, And so I'm going to categorize by function and frequency and food group and look at the side doors as being able to find containers that fit there where I can put, you know, different food groups in different containers. But the frequency that my kids, the kids being the function here, the frequency that my kids can reach to and go to the items on the door is way more frequently needed than some of the random sauces, jars, jugs, things like that, that otherwise existed on the door. And so she found containers that tucked in there and that made the most sense when it came to organizing, categorizing what's going in the door. She was able to look at it from the frequency of what items were there versus the frequency of her needing an area to better serve the autonomy of her kids. So I want you to take time this weekend to go ahead and allocate some of these areas and to determine what kind of autonomy your family needs for back to school so that then you can begin categorizing, how do we wanna set this up? What containers might help support us in this? How can we lay this out in a way that is really user-friendly? So whether I'm looking to see what groceries I need, whether I'm bringing food home from the grocery store and unloading it, I know exactly where to put it, or whether a spouse, a caretaker, a child is coming into the fridge and needing to pack their lunch, grab breakfast, get a snack. We all are understanding the same thing and the same message is really clearly communicated to all of us simply by how the fridge is set up. This truly saves me so much mental energy and I hope that there will be some little nuggets that you can take away to apply in your home as it comes to your back to school reset in the refrigerator. 
It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there, and it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at Veggies and Virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.